0: What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Monday Night Football returns on ESPN tonight, September 11th. The focus will be on Aaron Rodgers' debut as the New York Jets face Josh Allen and Super Bowl hopeful Buffalo Bills. And two familiar faces will be back for their third season of Monday Night Football. I'm talking about Peyton and Eli Manning on the Manning cast. Now, the Manning brothers have done well in retirement with their alternate cast on Monday Night Football, but the company behind the show the Paid Manning-owned Omaha Productions, is quietly building a media empire. So this podcast is going to break down the business and money behind Omaha Productions, including what other projects they're involved with, how much money they're making, and what I think the eventual plan is. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode, so let's get right into it. Okay, so when Peyton Manning retired from the NFL in 2016, he had plenty of options in retirement. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He could have easily taken a coaching job on essentially any team he wanted to, from high school to college to the NFL. Every single team would have had him. He could have signed a nine-figure broadcasting deal, like Tom Brady's 300000000 million-plus deal with Fox. Or he could have simply sat back and relaxed, enjoying his $250 million in career earnings, without adding any additional stress to his life. But Peyton Manning didn't do any of those things. Instead, the two-time Super Bowl champion has taken on another challenge, building a billion-dollar sports media company. Of course, I'm talking about Omaha Productions. Omaha Productions is named after Manning's infamous audible call, and it has become one of the hottest companies in sports. The production company works with ESPN, Netflix, the NFL, and many others in the audio and video space, And if you were even a casual sports fan, you have unknowingly seen a lot of their content over the last few years. Now, truth be told, Peyton Manning didn't really even know what he wanted to do upon retirement. I mean, who does? He had spent his entire life, we're talking about from childhood to the age of 39, nearly 40 years old, solely focused on becoming the absolute best football player he could possibly be. And obviously that worked. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the greatest NFL players of all time made $250 million, won two Super Bowls, played for great teams. The list goes on and on and on. But as Manning started getting involved in various media projects post-retirement, he received a timely pitch. Now, there's this article that came out from Bloomberg earlier this year. I highly recommend you go check it out. It talks about how Peyton Manning came up with this idea initially, who brought it to him, how the conversation went. But to summarize, in 2020, WME super agent Josh Pyatt and sports media executive Jamie Horwitz, flew to Denver, brought a pitch deck, and presented Peyton Manning with a new idea. Now, for those of you that don't know, Josh Pyatt is one of the most respectable agents in the media business. He's at WME. He has worked with a variety of athletes, super well-known, does an incredible job. He helped LeBron James and Kobe Bryant build their respective media companies at Spring Hill and Granity. And he thought Manning Spain and charisma and popularity and all that stuff offered Peyton Manning the ability to build something similar, but in the sports entertainment space. The way that Bloomberg breaks it down, and according to Josh Pyde himself, actually, he says that Peyton Manning was hesitant. Peyton was enjoying time at home with his family and wasn't sure what level of commitment he was ready to give to a new project. But Peyton Manning had also recently started working on a show for ESPN. You guys have probably seen it. It's called Peyton's Places. It's still going on today. He was working on that at the time, and he was enjoying it. So Josh Pyatt assured him that he could be as involved in this new company as he wanted to be or not as involved as he wanted to be, right? Whether he's 1% in or 100% in, they thought it was an amazing idea. He could be the face of the business, whether he wants to be in the day-to-day or not. Now, Manning agreed eventually, and Omaha Productions was born. The company was started. The first project that they worked on was a partnership with ESPN to launch the Manning cast. Now, many of you have probably seen the Manning cast. I already talked about it in this podcast episode. It's going to be on Monday Night Football Tonight. They've already done two previous seasons, but the idea is pretty simple. Many broadcasters, when this started, were working from home during the pandemic. So Peyton Manning went to ESPN executives and he said, hey, why can't I do that, right? Let's set up a broadcast in my garage or what ended up being his friend's garage. They made a studio out of it. Him and his brother would log on. It wasn't every Monday night, but it was a lot of Monday nights. And they would just talk shop. And it's like a little bit different, right? You're not listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They're not doing serious play-by-play. In some instances, they're breaking it down from the vantage point of a Hall of Fame quarterback. But also, they're bringing on guests, right? They're talking to people like Tom Brady. Barack Obama came on. Snoop Dogg. Dwayne Johnson. LeBron James. Mark Wahlberg. Like, all these people came on. And it was awesome. It's like you're hanging out at a barbershop, right? It's You're hanging out with your friends watching the game. It's a different vantage point. It's a different view. And You have to remember a lot of the the generation that's growing up today, they're used to personality based content, right? We're talking about the Pat McAfee's of the world, the Barstool sports of the world. You can name a million others, right? And so not only are they used to that, but they're used to the streaming world where you see these people just sitting there talking shop. It's not really professionally done. You know, it's a high enough quality. There's like a certain bar that you have to meet, but ultimately it feels a little bit more casual and a little bit more relaxed. So that was the pitch to ESPN. ESPN said, great, we trust you. Let's go do it. We'll try it out year number one. Let's see how it goes. And it's been an amazing success. A lot of other businesses have actually copied it since. That's because the first season averaged 1.6 million viewers and the second season averaged 1.3 million viewers. Now, look, some of you may look at this and say, oh, Monday Night Football averaged 16 million viewers last year. 1.6 or 1.3 million viewers really isn't that good. But the truth is... Football is king in the United States, and to add on an additional 1.6 or 1.3 million viewers is tremendous. There's not many things on television today that are going to get you that many viewers on an appointment basis on a national network on Monday nights. It's just not a thing, right? So that's a very, very, very good number, especially for an alternate telecast that is already on another channel like ESPN. So that's great. But more importantly, The average Manning cast did something that ESPN has struggled with for a long time, and many other networks have struggled with for a long time. It reduced their age of viewership. For example, the average Manning cast viewer was six years younger last year than the main Monday Night Football broadcast viewer, right? Six years younger the person was watching the Manning cast than the average person on the regular Monday Night Football broadcast. Now, that's obviously important. And to be honest, this success of the Manning cast wasn't an accident. It's hard to be replicated, obviously, but there was a lot of things that were going their way. The Manning family, many of you know, is football royalty between Archie, Peyton, Eli, and now Archie, Texas. This family is legit. Multiple generations of people have followed their careers, and they're immensely popular in the United States. So teaming up and combining Peyton and Eli Manning's media debut, really, with Monday Night Football, an already super popular show, was going to command some level of viewership automatically right? It was going to have some level of success. But the more impressive part is what has happened since then. The Manning cast has helped turn Omaha Productions into one of the world's fastest growing media properties. We're not just talking about sports. I'm talking about media in general, right? It's become one of the fastest growing media properties in the world today. That's because they have applied the same Manning cast model to a bunch of different sports, They've done it in college football primetime with the Pat McAfee show. You guys saw it this past week with Alabama and Texas. They were on the field for that. They did it in the NBA with Stephen A's World, with Stephen A Smith. They did it for UFC. I think it was UFC 278 with the Gronkowskis. They did it for the PGA Championship with Joe Buck and Michael Collins. They did it for a Formula One race earlier this year with Daniel Ricciardo and Will Arnett. They've done it with a bunch of other different media properties, literally the exact same model, right? Sit on your couch, enjoy the game like it's hanging out with your friends. Been immensely popular. Virtually all of those have done really well from a ratings perspective. And Omaha Productions is also doing a ton of other stuff. They're behind several Netflix shows like Quarterback that came out earlier this year following NFL quarterbacks around throughout the season. They had Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota. You guys probably watched that. It got renewed for a second season. They had King of Collectibles, the Golden Touch, which followed around Golden and Ken Golden as they do their collectibles business. That also got renewed for a second season, immensely popular as well. They've done commercials for companies like Caesars. They did a spot for the 2024 Paris Olympics for NBC. They have started new versions of what I talked about earlier with Peyton's Places. They have this whole series and franchise that they've built out now with Abby Wambach. They did one with Vince Carter, David Ortiz, Ronda Rousey. And they even worked on this year's NFL Honor Show and the ESPYs. And don't forget about Omaha's podcast network either. I think this is a very underrated part of the business, and I think it ultimately could be the most valuable piece of the business. We've seen what's happened with the Spotify podcast network. We see what's happening with the volume and Colin Cowers network today and a bunch of other properties around that. These podcast networks have become immensely valuable, and Omaha is building a really, really, really strong network. They have more than 15 shows by my count. They have several shows in the top 25 and the top 50 podcasts in the United States. They're working and have signed deals with popular sports personalities like Mina Kimes, Kyle Brandt, Bob Myers, Cam Hayward. They just did a new show with Kevin Clark. They got a bunch of shows going out. A lot of them are very high quality and they have distribution partners with ESPN and a bunch of other networks like that. So those are all going really well. And I think that's going to be a very big piece of the business too. And if we zoom in, Omaha is making a lot of money, too. The newly formed company already has more than 40 employees. They probably do between $30 million to $50 million in annual revenue based on industry standard multiples. And they recently received a $10 million investment from media mogul Peter Chernin. that valued the company at over $400 million. Now, remember, for those of you that don't know, Peter Chernin started the Chernin Group. Now, this investment was out of his media and production company, North Road, which did Ford versus Ferrari and some other projects like this. But Peter Chernin is a very, very, very successful investor. The Chernin Group has invested in a number of businesses in the sports and entertainment sector. We're talking about Barstool Sports. They were one of the earliest investors in Barstool Sports. They did Golden. They've done Aura, the, the health ring. They did Cars and Bids. They did the Premier Lacrosse League. They've done a bunch of other things like Action Network. They were early in on The Athletic. They've invested in Hello Sunshine, which was Reese Witherspoon's company. They've done Twitter, Pandora, a bunch of other businesses. So they have been tremendously successful in the investment space, and they know what they're doing, point blank. Now, this company is only a few years old, and there's unquestionably a lot of work to still be done. But I don't see any reason, from an investor perspective, why Omaha Productions can't be worth more than a billion dollars one day. I actually think it's going to be worth much more than that. That's because streaming services, you guys know who they are. There's so many of them, and they're acquiring unscripted and scripted sports content at a premium. And when you add in Omaha's close relationship with ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, and the person that runs their business, Paid Manning, who is beloved by virtually every American sports fan and has an immense amount of connections, this thing is a rocket ship. They're doing, you know, $30 to $50 million in annual revenue today. If they double that, they get to $100 million. This thing's going to sell for a billion dollars. If they get to more than $100 million, it'll sell for more than a billion dollars. And the way this works is if you look at Hello Sunshine, if you look at Spring Hill with LeBron or any of these other entertainment businesses, there's like a standard maybe six, seven, eight times revenue multiple applied to it normally, and then you get an extra revenue multiple applied to that on top of it because there's just a celebrity attached to it, Right. If this wasn't Peyton Manning running this business, it would sell for a lot less, but that is the world we live in. His relationship to this business is immensely important, and it's something that's going to end up making him tens of, if not hundreds of millions of dollars extra on top of the purchase price. And there's also one other thing that I think is worth mentioning here. I've heard this from several other people, and I've read about it online too. Pat McAfee actually talked about it on his show this past week when he had Peyton Manning on. Peyton Manning is all in. I've heard that he's doing calls all day long. He is taking meetings all the time. He's running his relationships through the gamut to try to get some of these deals passed and some of these deals done. He's trying incredibly hard to make this business work. And I'm speculating a little bit here, but my guess is that he's doing that one because he wants to be successful. He's a hard worker. You know, a lot of these other skill sets that he's learned from a leadership perspective in football probably apply in the business world as well. But there's been rumors for a long time now. Peyton Manning has talked about it to some length about how he wants to be involved in an ownership group of an NFL team. And if you just look at the reality of the situation today, NFL teams have gotten so, so, so damn expensive. The cheapest team in the NFL is valued at $4 billion. Every single team in the NFL today is worth more than $4 billion. And the most expensive teams are now at $9 billion, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there's a wide range in between that from 4 to $9 billion. But you get the point. Peyton Manning, maybe he's worth a few hundred million dollars because of his salary and his endorsing deals and stuff like that. But he's not able to buy a majority stake in an NFL team. He's buying a minority stake at this point. He's buying a minority stake. And anyone that has followed sports team ownership for a long period of time knows that minority stakes are not very attractive from an ownership perspective for someone who wants to be in charge. And I think that's a key point. Some people are like, great, I get to say I can own the team. I get season tickets. I get to go to team events. Maybe I get to talk to some of the players, get autographs, get my kids on the field. Great, awesome, cool. Maybe you're doing that for a few million dollar investment or something like that. Peyton Manning's not trying to do that. He wants ownership control, I guarantee it. He wants to be able to have a decision with the GM. He wants to be able to talk to the coach. He wants to be able to talk to the players. He wants to have input in the franchise. And to be able to do that, you have to own a large chunk of the team. So this may be his way through Omaha Productions of getting the capital needed to be able to do that. And the reason why I say that is simple. Peyton Manning, throughout his 17 or 18-year career, he made $250 million in salary. We're not counting endorsements, investments, anything else outside of that. $250 million in salary. If he goes, he builds Omaha over the next few years. They're doing $100 million in revenue, $150 million in revenue. He sells the business for a billion dollars. Even if he owns 50% of the company, right? They've raised a little bit of money and stuff like that. There's some other people involved. Even if he owns 50% of the business... That's $500 million. That's two times his career NFL earnings. Two times, right? Say they raise more money to continue to grow and he owns 30% of the business. That's $300 million. It's still more than he made throughout his entire NFL career. So this is the right and the way to do it where he can make a tremendous amount of money in a short period of time Because of his influence, the audience that he's built over time, the connections that he's made, and he's basically trading on his name at this point. It's a legitimate business. They're doing legitimate revenue. They're creating legitimate content. It's great. He's doing a really, really, really damn good job. But I think that this is probably a means to an end in some capacity, right, where you're able to build this business up for the next few years. Someone takes it from point B to C, and he exits the business with a huge payday. So don't be surprised if in a few years, Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions either bring on more equity partners or sell the business outright, because this business is running really smoothly right now. Like I said, it's a rocket ship. Revenue is growing tremendously year over year. They're working on some of the most important projects in sports today. They have the right partners already in place to grow this thing even more. And maybe Peyton Manning wants to do something else like NFL ownership over time. But most importantly, I'm just super impressed with what Peyton Manning has been able to do in the business world with Omaha Productions over the last few years. Obviously, he had this tremendous football career that helped him build this fan base and this audience and get these connections. And that's super important when you're starting a new business like this. And it probably wouldn't have happened or would have at least been much harder without that. But that's not everything. We've seen so many athletes over the years try to start new businesses and fail. And that's because it's really hard if you don't have the capital or the expertise or the partners in place to make it work. Omaha, in my opinion, and I think the results are proving that they do have all that in place. This is a really impressive business. They're creating great content and they're providing value to the networks and the people that they're serving. So I hope they keep it up. I hope that they continue to grow. And I hope that Peyton Manning is able to build this thing into a behemoth. That's it for today, though. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Football game. We'll be back on Wednesday. Leave me a five-star review on the way out. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, and we'll talk later this week.